0: Today I'm going to share something that just happened. So the wounds are a little bit fresh. uh, Actually, less than 24 hours fresh. And I just kind of want to process it out loud and share it with my audience. And also share it with some of you that have been with me um, on this journey. So it's with sadness, but also with great excitement and expectation that I share this. So before I do though, I want to share like some scriptures that kind of, uh, I think, relate. So there's a theme that I've noticed in the Bible. And the theme is that when God anoints somebody to do something, or when God asks somebody to do something, or when God makes a promise to somebody that something is going to happen, like he is going to do something, then it seems there is a time of waiting. Abraham and Sarah were going to have a child. And... God made them wait a very long time to the point where when she was finally pregnant, she was laughing because like, she was so old. She was like, I can't believe that this is happening. But during that period, God worked on their hearts. They even tried to make it happen themselves and caused all kinds of problems. Um, David was anointed to be king when he was probably somewhere, a young man, probably somewhere between uh, 12 and 15, maybe younger, didn't become king until he was about 30 so 15 years of waiting and what happened with him he had some opportunity god did some testing with him there was at least two opportunities that david had to kill saul and become king himself take the kingship instead of waiting and allowing god to give it to him and he chose not to one was when Uh, Saul went into a cave that David happened to be hiding with all his men in. Saul went in to relieve himself and uh, David cut off a piece of his cloak but he could have easily slit his throat. So, that was one, but he said, I'm not going to put my hands on God's anointed. Now, he was also anointed, but he knew in his heart that God was going to make him king, not he was going to make him king. And then later, um, David and his men actually sneak into Saul's camp and Um, they take, I think they take a helmet and a spear. They take something that was by Saul's head and then they sneak back out. And I think, actually maybe it was a water jug. But anyway, he says, hey, I could have killed you today, but I didn't. Again, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna put my hands on God's anointed one. But, I'm sure, I'm sure it drove Saul crazy. But, eventually, Saul was killed in battle and David became king. and, I just think it's interesting that God works on our hearts while we're waiting. Um, and there are so many other examples. What about Joseph? You know, I have mentioned I mentioned a lot of these stories before, but they're some of the most well-known in the Bible. And they're also, they're very rich. If you read these stories, there's so much in there. You could read them 20 times and take some different key points out of them every single time. But Joseph uh, had a dream that his brothers were going to be bowing down to him. And he told it to his brothers and then his brothers threw him in a pit then sold him to slaves then he became a slave or a servant to Potiphar his Potiphar's wife made some accusations about him got him thrown in prison seemed to be all but forgotten about um, interpreted a couple dreams while he was in there eventually got pulled out of prison and uh, to interpret a dream for the king was told that uh, he told the king what the dream meant and then He was eventually made into the second most powerful person in the nation. And eventually, during the famine, his brothers and father came and had to stand before him and beg him for food. And also, they were full of great fear because he had the power to say the word and they would be killed. But he didn't. I don't know if I could not do that. But during all that time, he was God was getting him ready for what God had planned for him. And, uh, and there's stories in the Bible where it goes the other direction, you know, God tells, um, I forget that the husband and wife couple that were coming out of, I think it was Sodom and Gomorrah. And God tells them, don't look back. And they look back and they're, they turn into a pillar of salt right there. Um, and they're dead because they didn't obey the Lord. And then, you know, when Moses, Moses is a great example too. Moses actually asked God to pick somebody else. He like gave him all his excuses of why he couldn't go to Pharaoh. Um, some versions of the Bible say that he had a stuttering issue. You know, he's in, in some versions it says he was not confident in the way that he spoke. He wasn't a good communicator. Some versions say that he actually was a stutterer and he stuttered. But he basically gives God all these excuses of why it can't be him and please pick somebody else, but God uses him anyway. And his journey is a long one is one of the longest uh, journeys where God takes the people of Israel into the wilderness and then eventually they get to the promised land 40 years later. That's a long time of waiting. But some of it was because of their attitudes. But during that time, God tested them. You know, They complained about not having food. God gave them manna. And the rule was that they were only allowed to take enough manna every day. Manna is kind of like bread that formed. It was like kind of formed on the dew on the ground so every morning there would be manna they could only eat what they could eat for that day and then the rest would would spoil if they tried to save it and they wouldn't be obeying God and they were not allowed to do that well then they complained about the manna even though they were eating every day they got sick of eating it and they complained about that and so God was like you know what I'm going to send you so much meat you're going to choke on it and sure enough (laughs) he, he, he did that and so it's just funny because Moses didn't believe that it could happen, and so God makes people wait and He works on them. And then the other thing that I really think is another theme in the Bible is God shows up when you think it's over. God shows up. He likes to show His mighty hand. He likes to show that He is God and we are but mortal. And and sometimes. In, in reality, in the physical world, it looks like something is dead, and then God shows up. You know when when Jesus' um, friend was dying, and he was on his way to heal him, and the people in the crowds kept stopping him, and he was just kind of going slow. And he, you know, eventually his buddy died, and everybody said, "Yeah, no, don't don't go see him now. He's he's dead." Jesus said he's not dead. He's only asleep. Or maybe there's a girl. There's a couple instances like this. But anyway, there was somebody that died. Remember, I'm driving. I'm just coming up with this stuff as I'm driving as the Lord puts it on my heart. So I might not have all the details right, but you can go back and look at it. But um, one of the people that Jesus has gone to heal dies while he's on the way. He's in no hurry. He gets there. They're dead. Everyone's like, oh she's dead it's a little girl that's what it is because the mother and some you know they were kind of mourning her death and he's like oh she's not dead she's asleep and everyone's like um no she's dead and so he goes in there and he heals her and brings her back to life and you know what I think I think she was dead and I think he just wanted to show his power that he can bring he can breathe life into what is dead he can bring things back to life it's like the um Elijah, when the bones... um, God asked Elijah, can these bones speak? He's in a field of dead bones. Can these dry bones speak? And, you know, eventually bone comes to bone and they rise up and and God breathes life into them because he can breathe life into what is dead. And then the, the greatest end cap on this story is Jesus you know all the disciples they're following him he's the Messiah there's this great crowd that's starting to follow Jesus and he's winning over the crowds and he's speaking to the Pharisees like nobody's ever speak to them he's you know not answering the questions of the government and and the people who ask him questions so many times he just poses a question back to them he has no fear and so they come to crucify him and he's he's told his disciples what's going to happen but they don't really understand and so when he's crucified, you know, everybody scatters, everybody runs. All these disciples that had courage took off. And you think about this. They've seen him walk on water. They've seen him feed thousands and thousands of people with a couple of loaves of bread and some fish. They have seen miracles. They've seen people healed, they've seen the dead raised to life. They like People don't just do that. They know that this is God incarnate. And yet, their faith leaves them. Even though they've seen with their own eyes. And they all scatter. And God is dead. And three days later, there's a curveball. Three days later, God shows up. Three days later, you see the power of God. And then the Holy Spirit is given. The helper, the comforter. And and it spreads throughout the earth over time. And it's just an amazing thing. But I think God likes to be creative. I think God likes surprises. And I think God likes to show up and show out. So why do I say all this? Because in, in my life, and especially recently, I feel like I've been going through some testing and some waiting. So when I was a young man, I got involved in one of these network marketing MLM things. And um, I actually made a lot of money, walked away from my job. And then 2008 hit, businesses started collapsing and the thing fell apart and I had to go back to work. And I vowed I would never, ever do one of those things again. And then fast forward five or ten years. um, I had, well, let me think. Yeah, it was probably five or ten years. I had a buddy of mine come and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. I said, no. And I'm going to go through this story quick because a lot of you have already heard of it and heard the details. But I had a friend of mine say, hey, I'm doing this thing. And I knew what he was, what he was getting at. I said, you can come practice on me, but we ain't getting involved in this thing. So he came and showed it to us. And my wife and I were both very anti-MLM. And we said, you know what? We're not going to do it. Um, But we'll pray about it. You know, we're being polite and we we would pray about it. But we knew in our hearts we we did not want to do that. Well, the way we pray about stuff, we all go, you know, we both pray for 24 hours and then we talk. We pray separately, individually, and then we talk about what we feel God is leading us to do. So we come back and both of us thought, ah, we, we felt like Moses. We're like, pick somebody else, God. We don't want to do this. But he told us we were going to do it. So we did it. So for the past five or six years, I've been building this business because I felt led to do it online, led to do it differently. I didn't want to call people up. I didn't think it was very, uh, as they say in the industry, duplicatable. You know, not everybody, those charismatic people can build businesses like that, but not everybody can can build something by talking to people and being a good salesman. But I knew one thing. I knew the reach of the Internet And content creation could reach a whole lot of people. And and I could let my creativeness come out. And so anyway, so that's what I've been doing five or six years. I've been creating content. I've been, you know, getting to know people. People have been reaching out to me. And I've really enjoyed the process and I've gotten closer to God in the process. Well, yesterday, I got a very interesting email from our company. And and we've been building this, we've been enjoying it. And out of out of nowhere, out of the blue, I mean, we weathered the pandemic and out of the blue, we get an email that our company is shutting down. And, you know, five or ten years ago, I would have been so frustrated because the first time I was in the company, um, I watched everything fell apart, you know, and there was a reason for it. And the company was being dismantled and, you know, I went from making a whole bunch of money to making all nothing so it didn't surprise me i was already pretty much out i think i'd even stopped using the products before they officially shut down so i had already quit before they did and um this time i'm i'm right in the middle of it and one thing that god's been dealing with me over the last few years is you know just testing me to make sure that i i love him and i want to serve him that i'm humble And that I have no idols in my life. You know, I I often wonder if I was in the situation that Job was in where God took everything. And everybody was telling him, curse God and die. I mean, Job, his family was taken. His health was taken. All that stuff was taken. And yet he stayed true to God. And I would hope that my heart would be like that. But I don't know that I, I would be. But anyway, I was very surprised at my response to this because it took me about 30 seconds to just tell God like I'm confused because I, I know in my heart you know as we started doing this business I felt God made some some promises and stuff like that and as I look back at the promises I in my humanness connected them to this business but really they were just general promises that came along the same time But then there was also some directives. And I do feel like God told us to do this business. And I'm not changing from that. But I'm looking back at all the scriptures um, that I know. And you know what I think? I think God tests us sometimes. And I think this was a five or six year test. And I hope I did well. Um, but, But you never know. I guess we'll know when we die how we did. And all the testing that God's given us. But anyway, this also is exciting to me because it opens up a new chapter. So I'm going to be praying over the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. Who knows? Sometimes, sometimes you wait on God to tell you what direction he wants you to take. So I'm going to be waiting and I'm going to be praying. And, um, if any of you want to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you, hear your perspective. Um, you know, hear your stories. When has God led you in a direction? And then, And then something turned out not what it seemed, but then God showed up later. And I fully believe that this is just a closing of a chapter and there'll be another one that's opening. So um, I imagine, based on the things God has shown me, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be in another network marketing company and this was just a precursor for God to work out some things in our heart, help me learn some marketing online, and all that kind of stuff so if that's something if if you happen to be listening to this and and you're in that industry or you're thinking about dipping your toe in it um, reach out to me and I'll put you on the list and when we find something that we feel God's telling us to do and uh, and we if we jump into something else then you'll be first on the list and you can jump in with us and we can all just roll up our sleeves and get to work and change some lives um, anyway feel free to share this I know it was long. Um, I was just kind of working through some stuff in my head because this is kind of a fresh thing that just happened and I wanted to share it with you. So, you know, God bless. Have a great day and I'll see you on the next one.